0: I'm not gonna Right here we are, Fantasy Managers. This is unbelievable. Back on the podcast. Uh, welcome to the FPL Addicts podcast, Game Week 8 preview show, sponsored by Bonus Bank and powered by Esports Live. It is Jill is here. If you're new around here, make sure you give our podcasts or video some love with a like rating or review uh, as well as subscription. But get involved in the comments. We want to hear from you. It is Friday. We are, what, six hours out from the deadline for Game Week 8 It's been two weeks, but I am joined today by the one and only Chazza Roberts. Uh, How are we doing, Chazza? you well, mate?
1: Good, thank you. And Firstly, good evening to you and good good day to all of the viewers around the world, wherever you may be tuning in. And if you're new to this channel, you need to come to a realisation we have more than two members. I don't know what's (laughs) happened. The rest have hijacked this episode heading into the game week after the... Queen to national break, uh, because of the Queen's death. We've had a wake off and we got another break afterwards. I don't know what to say.
0: Yeah, it's been a very strange time, hasn't it, mate? And obviously, you know, thoughts with uh, the Queen back in the UK and uh, you know, shout outs to the UK there, obviously in mourning at the minute, but it has given us a break with FPL. Uh, we are back, thank goodness, um, and we are going to be. Back into it tonight and obviously on the stream. We are a couple of men short, as you mentioned. The uh the boys are a bit we're a bit unorganized, it seems. We are organized because we've we've uh, we've got a couple of the boys dropping in with their thoughts and comments in a bit, but um the usual reedy hasn't made it onto the pod. He is available, but he hasn't made it on. Hopefully he joins us for shortly. But we have got a lot to get into. So if you are watching live, please do get involved in the comments. Uh, me and Chaz need a need a bit of a a bit of a chat with you guys and a catch up to see what you're doing. Like I said, we are on a six-hour countdown to transfer deadline, a lot of thoughts. There's a lot of big topics to flesh out. Um and good morning. Here we go. Tiff is already in the comments. Good morning. She's on the road, probably going to work. She isn't listening live in America. So big shout out to you. Thanks for joining. Um, don't uh, type and drive uh, if you are driving Tiff. So just be careful on there. Uh, but let's get into it already. I mean, Charles, since we were last on two weeks ago, um, we've obviously seen Tuchel leave Chelsea uh, in the most bizarre kind of circumstances. You know, he, he won uh, West. They beat West Ham two one. They went into the Champions League. Uh, they drew one one. Uh, we were just trying to buy it off stream, and then the next day he's gone. And then with Green Potters coming from Brighton, what is going on?
1: I did feel it was a bit of an overreaction removed from Chelsea and it sort of sums up the club. And maybe the new American ownership has played a part in it too. It seems they're having less time to settle in role, and it's just higher expectations. They have to meet it as soon as possible. And probably by the European standards, in this campaign, as well as the league standards, the club probably expected more from Tuchel. And he got the boot. And his final straw was a defeat against Dynamo Zagreb. But we pointed this out before we went on. He won the last league game 2-1 to West Ham. So I don't know. I felt he should have got more time. He won the Champions League for them. And I felt in the long term he was going to steer them in the right direction.
0: Yeah, you feel like he's got plenty of credit left in the left in you know in that role and not to, and not to get the boot sort of thing. But they've obviously had some big disagreements behind the scenes there, and you know something's gone on uh, major. But as we said, Graham Potter, one of the most outstanding managers in you know in in the Premier League, in a, just recently he's turned you know he, the project he's done at Brighton over the last three years been incredible. Some of the assets that are coming out of that team as well, especially obviously in that last game where they won five two. You know, the likes of McAllister, Trossard, and Gross, who's been who's come into some great form. Uh, they've been you know hot on everyone's you know, going into game week seven. I I was even looking at McAllister, quite a few of the boys have brought McAllister in. Gross is already in everyone's kind of teams, Trossard was starting to pick up. Um, I mean, Potter for Chelsea, is it gonna be a great move for him? And is it gonna be good to give that kick that Chelsea need?
1: I feel how impatient fans can be and the board around a football club, he's probably not going to have a lot of time. I do wish him every bit of success. And a part of me felt he should have stayed at Brighton. But when Chelsea, let alone a big club come calling, it's very difficult to turn your back on that offer. So something Graham Potter had to do. But there was Scruffy Potter on by the seaside. But now he's freshly trimmed up. He's got his beard on the correct ratio. And he's a new Chelsea boss
0: yeah and speaking of ratios uh, you know obviously you're you're not looking as clean as uh you know potter with your hair do you make your hair's gone a bit bigger on the, on the, on you know on both sides and as on it. the top has it yeah the bouffon, on the mullet is growing man It's looking slick but someone who's not looking so slick this afternoon and he's just joined us finally christopher reed fbrdx cool. reedy what are you saying oh he's on mute as well even better yeah.
2: You know what? I've done it again. I've done it again. What can I say, gents? Um, yeah, maybe not looking so slick, but but feeling fresh and and looking forward to the football to commence again. And um, yeah, FPL. So um, I'm good, boys. How about yourselves?
0: Yeah, we're all good. Reading and thanks for joining us, mate. Finally, um, you know it's it's been it's been a while since we saw you, buddy. Um, so yeah, nice to see you back in. You've got a new new microphone there as well. See. Um, so yeah, and, and your internet's going good, so you're ticking a lot of boxes now, mate.
2: Yeah, I just need to maybe moving forward learn to um unmute that button, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: see you're ne- you're nearly there, you're nearly there. We were just going through some uh, obviously, catching up on the last two weeks. Uh, we, we didn't obviously in game week uh, seven, you did yeah, you, know, you did a review show with Mike, didn't you? You discussed some of them results, so we won't touch too much on it, but you know, uh, we talked about uh, Potter going to Chelsea. Brighton assets were obviously looking bang on and then I was about to touch on obviously United United won 3 1 in that in that game against Arsenal um you know elsewhere um what Brentford got a 5-2 win in there that was obviously the Tony Hattie um he was looking so good in that game and you know I think um is it really you've got him in your team haven't you Tony yeah
2: yeah yeah so, yeah, so I've, I've got Ivan Tony yeah
0: yeah, so he's is, is got himself an England call up as well. How, how, what are you thinking about him? Is he is he going to be now? Do you think he's one for the whole season as a as a forward in your team? I think I think he's
2: he's a great option, especially you know he's still in that nice nice enough price bracket for a forward. Uh, Gabriel Jesus was the one that everyone flooded to at the beginning of the season because of the value of him being eight million and so on. Um, but Evan Tony uh, getting that hat trick obviously has has brought more attention. Um, from FPL managers, and you know the fact he's on penalties, and now people are saying he's on free kicks. I mean, it could have been a one off that one. Um,
0: what a what call ho- that was as well, by the way. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was it was amazing, amazing free kick, well you know, well placed, and so on. Um, so yeah, I don't see why not. I think if you've got him, obviously Brentford's fixtures. Um they're not bad, I wouldn't say. They've got Bournemouth next week. I know it's Arsenal this week. They're at home, which which is probably better for Brentford and Ivan Sony. So I think um I think yeah, England call up well deserved for him. Um and he's yeah, he's making a lot of noise in FBL.
0: Yeah, and a few surprises in that England call up as well, with uh, you know, we know how loyal Gareth is, but maybe a bit too loyal, even the likes of uh my United boys, Maguire and Shaw getting the call up, but we'll uh, we'll let Gareth take all the hits on that one. Uh, but yeah, as, as we know, we're going into obviously game week eight. Um, game week seven was a bit of a, a bit of a write-off, as we know, due to the events that happened and obviously with uh, the rules. Um, we've obviously already kind of mentioned that, but we're going to go on to a review of the podcast league. So it's a bit Bit of a strange one because we, we know there's not been too much movement. I, me and Chaz were just talking about green arrows and stuff. And in, in our league, Elliot got a green arrow <laughs> and went above Ch- A Chaz- <laughs> 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 Bit of a oh, shame goodness. in there. But um, we won't review too much. And obviously, we can't review about game week seven, but we can review okay. about the previous okay. week to that. Go on, Chaz.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to talk about my game week seven side. A memorable one, to say the least. You put in... Submitted a four point hit in a way to sort of avoid the price sizes, but I mean tactically, in the long term it was the right moves for the team. And then the queen died, and then we get a game postponed. So it was more four point hit for nothing.
0: Yeah, and uh, plenty of managers obviously uh, got you know, t- you know it. I think that's the issue when it we've tried to do these these. Things early, things happen. Obviously, everyone got stung with COVID and stuff over the last, you know, eighteen months or so with all the moves and stuff because you didn't know what games were going on. And then something very random, as such as this, affects obviously you know sport in the UK and obviously with the Premier League. And Chazzy, you've you know suffered with that red arrow, but I think you can quickly just look at your team. I mean, from the previous week, you know, you got thirty nine points in there. Um, who did you take out in your move? Then what did you do?
1: You're talking about the four-point hit?
0: Yeah, so from going from six yeah. to seven. Um, and then...
1: Yeah. I went Robertson out for Kieran Trippier, as right. well as Chilman's son to Kevin De Bruyne. Okay. And then the other one with all of a This was more for a four-point hit. Went Taylor from Nottingham Forest up to Alexander Mitrovic.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. So, and, and then these moves, um, how is that setting you up? Was that in, obviously purposely for setting up for game week eight or... More is that, importantly, is that
1: what your, your plan was? it's to get the bench cover that is required for, example, game weeks such as this where unusual circumstances arrive. And I feel I do have that now, especially with the addition of Mitrovic. I feel there's merit in the third striker this season compared to the next one. I think our stri- overall our strikers are performing relatively well, especially the ones that are a bit of a lower budget, for example, Mitrovic and Ivan Tony. So that's how I see it, and especially with a goalkeeper situation too. I know at the start, I didn't mind a Leicester duo, but considering I didn't keep clean sheets, just ran out of patience simply.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. And it's obviously... The team looks like I love the look of the team there, to be fair. Um, is, look, is looking healthy. Obviously, it didn't get anything because we didn't play the game. So, unfortunate because I'm sure it would have, uh, you know, it's a solid 70 points in that team there, mate. So, I'm looking not to uh, field that team in <laughs> game week seven. Um, but we'll have a look. And you did, obviously, with that four point hit, you did take the, um, the hit and you did take the red arrow. I'm just going to try and get back into the league.
1: Please do. There, I'm know. very proud.
0: You're very proud. So Chazza sitting on 338 overall. Uh, Elliot Craig, 342. He's in fifth place in our league. Read it, we'll jump onto you, mate. Um yeah, you are talk about someone else, Jack. I've had enough. 2.6, 2. <laughs> 2.6 overall in the world. Um yeah. read it, in this, what did you do in for game week seven? Then did you did you roll your transfers from six to seven?
2: Um, yeah, so so I basically had two free transfers uh, for game week seven. Uh, the plan for me was to bring in um, someone cheaper than than Gundogan, um, who's uh, the guy I had in before McAllister. Now we talk about early moves, of course, and um, these price rises that um, happen so quickly. That's that's the reason I kind of went a bit early. When you've got two, you kind of can um, because you've got that backup transfer and so on. Um, you know, for me personally, there was there was a lot of talk of. Uh, obviously, FPL um, Fancy Premier League gave people um, the option to roll their wild card, and then you know uh, the free hit would be given back to them, and so on. And there were lots of people just free hitting to cancel the transfer and, and, and stuff. So I was I was a bit skeptical about doing that um, in terms of just you just never know. Sometimes you know you don't trust certain things, and yeah. I didn't want to risk doing that when we free hit and something kind of go dramatically wrong. Already, have played my wild card in game week two, of course. So McAllister came in. I had one free transfer then in the back pocket. Um, and then, yeah, the fixture postponements and so on left me with um, six players not playing. So, McAllister, Gross, Sanchez, uh, Trent, James, and Salah. So, a bit of a headache, obviously, moving into game week eight. Um, you know, we'll go on to that in a bit shortly. But I really did like the look of McAllister, especially in being penalties, 5.5, really cheap. So, the move made complete sense for me uh, in, the, in that regard.
0: Yeah, and we were just saying before um before you jumped on on with us, uh like McAllister was one of them who I mean, pressed under par. He was looking really good in that in there, and he scored obviously one of the best goals of the season so far, that's for sure. Uh in, yeah. in that game. He obviously he got the one disallowed as well. What a goal yeah. that was, by the way.
2: Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, smashed it. So um so yeah, that was me for that for that week. Um I didn't get a, a a red arrow or anything like that. Obviously, I kept that one transfer in the back pocket, rolled over for game week eight, gave me the two again. Um, but yeah majority green arrow so you know can't complain i suppose
0: yeah no fair enough mate um i will jump onto mine obviously still top of the league still going game, going into game week 8 top of the league Chazzy, you love this
3: <laughs> <laughs> i do i love it i really do
1: how are you top it's like an Elton <laughs> sitting on the tree. You don't know how it's that. up there, but you know it'll come down eventually, i hope. I'll I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will see. Listen, it could be one of them mad seasons. Like Leicester won the Premier League once, mate. Yeah. You know, I could be up there taking out this division as well. Um, but in my team, I, I think I rolled, actually. I can't remember what I did. Uh, I, I, oh, no. Did I bring in Zaha? Yeah, I can't remember what I did. It was... Um, mm. Let's see. It wouldn't have been a, a magical move anyway. Nah, I did roll transfer. That was correct. Yeah, because this week, I did two transfers. So... I rolled mine, uh, left the team as it was. Obviously, why why change a winning team? You know, winning formula, what's the point? But I was um, quite happy going into this, into game week seven. Okay, uh, but obviously game week eight stitch a lot of people up and we'll obviously get into that preview as well. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, not much to report because obviously uh, we can't review too much um, based on we didn't play. So we'll move on to that next segment. Like We've got uh, Tiff actually who's put a question in. Uh, I'll tell you what, Reedy, you can take this one, mate. Quick little preview question from Tiff. She's going the road. Mm. So having uh is that FOMO because of his fixture worth a minus four to replace Jesus because she's not wild card until game week thirteen.
2: Ooh, um I suppose it depends in terms of is she got eleven playing players or not? Um I'd be interested to know that, maybe Tiffany. Um I would imagine she would. Um and she's just looking to, obviously, as, as she said there, FOMO getting Izak in, playing Bournemouth at home. You know, he looked good in the game against Liverpool and so on. And um, Jesus is maybe not done, done as good as what people would have expected him to. Um, he's only really had the big haul against Leicester, um, so to speak. So, I... I don't really know on this one. I would say if you've got no other fires to put out, why not? Why not go for it? Um, you know, Newcastle players are the all the rave at the moment, especially with wild carders and so on. Um, you want a piece of that pie? You know, if you're confident that that um Isaac will get something and Jesus is really gonna, you know, give us a, a bum score again then yeah, I don't see why not. Go for it. I mean, we want to have a bit of fun at the end of the day. I think we all forget that taking a minus, oh no, you can't do that. <laughs> Unless it's a minus 12 or a minus minus, you know, 16, then you've got cause for concern. But a minus four, just for a bit of excitement, especially before the international break,
0: to go for it, Tiff. All right, you've heard it from the hitman himself, um, or the former hitman. I'm not too sure what uh, status of manager he is these days, but <laughs> he's um, you know being consistent, really. Uh, <laughs> but but like last season, you were hit, you were smashing the hits, but you had a lot of fun with it. I think that it, it totally depends on your style, doesn't it? And I think yeah. it's not it's not it's not worst case scenario either, is it? If you take a minus four one week, and you know it's the gamble, isn't it? It can pay off, mm. and you know he looks obviously like a good striker, but Jesus is also. You know, he could turn up this week and he could he could bang away as well, or couldn't he? Yeah. Chazza, do you, have you got any thoughts on that one, mate? That move.
1: My gut feeling is no. I had a little think about it as the question popped up. I feel Hayes's away at Brentford could genuinely get something, and if he does, probably level with Alexander Isak. I know we're perceiving this fixture as a feast day for Newcastle, which genuinely could be, but in terms of who is on the winner's board based on getting the most attacking returns. It genuinely could be any of Newcastle's attacking players. I feel they've shared it around a bit. However, I do acknowledge Isaac has got into some really encouraging positions to start and we will discuss more on him later in another segment.
0: There we go. So he'll be coming right up, as Chaz has said. So, yeah, Tiff, I hope that helps you. Um, you know, you've heard from the hitman, you've heard from the, the you know, Chazza the mullet. Um, So hopefully that helps and provides a bit of guidance for you. But I'm just going to a quick plug here. Um, So me and Chazza were live on a preview the other day. We are back with the FPL social. Uh, FPL social is Australia's biggest meetup event of FPL managers. Um, So we're going to Sydney on the 8th of October. It's going to be an action stacked football event FPL Addicts are hosting. So Elliot and Ollie are going to be hosting the event again. They did it in Melbourne. Another game we're doing it in Sydney it is held at Ultra Football in Alexandria. So if you are listening to the podcast and you want to come meet up, it's for anybody who loves football, loves FPL. There's going to be fan debates, FPL manager debates. and So we've got some of the biggest content creators in Sydney uh, coming to the venue. Uh, they'll be on the couch a bit like a, you know the Gary Neville on the couch with the overlap. Um, and then... Yeah, going to be playing off against each other in terms of who can come up with a better argument, uh, different topics to discuss. But then there's also some great little uh, things going on, like we've got Soccer AM style challenges with, you know, we uh, got some volleys, some penalties to take. There's going to be a big quiz as well. Obviously, plenty of food and beers going about as well. And then on to uh, the A-League game as well uh, with Melbourne uh, victory versus Sydney in the big blue. And then we're going to kick on into the CBD thereafter and watch some live Premier League. So it's going to be a full-on event. Chazza, you excited for this one, mate? I am. And just...
1: Another quick comment: Are Reedy and Rev are they going to be on the big monitors? Because that's where I thrive, off the most. The more the interaction with the monitors than the human beings in person. <laughs> uh, are they going to
0: well, make an appearance? Reed, are you going to be jumping on the stream, mate.
2: I mean, I don't know if you can fit mine and Rev's head on the same <laughs> monitor. That's the only problem, Chas. Um, as you can see, I've, I have a very large, um, you know, meatball head here. So uh, Rev as well. We, we'll have to see on that one. Um, but I'm, you know, I'd be more than keen to make an appearance. a Little little quick appearance and i'm absolutely buzzing for you i think um that the fact that you're organizing this again um i know you were there the first one Chaz, and that's how kind of you've um you've got to know jack and so on and the other lads so um yeah i'm excited for you even more so that it's gone to sydney now so ultra football doing a great job in providing the um, facilities and so on and you know all the rest of the stuff so all the FPR managers or even you know previous who went to the melbourne event and uh, the people coming to this one are, are going to have a great time, no doubt.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And obviously, Reid, you're involved in the online stream. So if you can't make it to Sydney and you want to be a part of it, uh, definitely jump on the stream and you'll be able to interact and engage, get some questions over. We're going to host an FPL social space as well. So there's going to be plenty of Q&A uh, happening uh, so you can get your word and get your say. But then it's game week 10 that weekend. So we'll be going into, the obviously, the deadline, answering questions. You've got some of the biggest FPL Aussie content creators and you know people giving advice and opinions. So it's definitely going to be one. And someone in the comments here who is going to be joining us there, Quentin Dunn from FPL Amateurs of Oz. He's just saying hello. Um, he's going to be there as well, which is great. So we're very excited. So if you want to get a ticket, fplsocial.com.au is where you can go to. Get on the website, grab a ticket. If you're on your own, don't worry. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be plenty of us there, and you know, you can come meet fellow managers, expand your network, and you know, it definitely meet some friends for life. But also, those who you've been chatting on Twitter uh, will be there as well. So, right, let's get on with uh, FPL right now. Um, let's just have a quick mention because we didn't do the game week seven pre- um, preview pod. So I'm just going to quick, quick shout out manager of the week in our members league, Marty Watchorn. He got a uh, in game week six, he got, he received 67 points and he was the manager of the week. So he got himself 40 Aussie dollars. So congrats to you, Marty. He's a long-time listener and member of the FPL addicts, so congratulations once again. Um, I actually thought he was going to be claimed manager of the month as well if game week eight didn't go ahead. So we've got away with that. He could have got himself some easy cash there, basically doing one week. But um, so, Marty, you know you're up for a bit more competition this week, mate, and uh, everyone's back in it. But all the best to you going into the manager of the month. Um, and then elsewhere in our, you know, in our other leagues, we've got the public league. I've actually just lost it in front of me, so I'm just gonna bring it back up again. So organized. But uh Febby Daniel, 419 points. He's on, he's in first place. 419. How many am I on? God, he's doing all right, And he? 40 points, that's why I'm not at the top. So Nathan Perone
1: killers, you're on 396. So you're not far I'm off.
0: Not, I'm not far off. Need it, you know. If I had a game week seven, mate, I would have been up there, wouldn't I? Obviously. Um, but yeah, yeah no, no luck for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love the
2: enthusiasm from, from Chaz there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he hates it, doesn't he? It must be tough at the bottom there. There's a lot of hate for the people at the top. So don't worry about it, Chaz. You'll have your moment, mate. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, everyone's kicking on there. So we're, we'll jump over to Bonus Bank this week. So Bonus Bank have supplied us with some probabilities for clean sheets and uh, those to, players to score. Um, based on Bookie's Odds. So they put together on their free fantasy tool. So you can jump in our link tree. There's a link on there for the fantasy tool. And basically what it's saying to you this week is the uh, the teams to back for a clean sheet in second place, Tottenham versus Leicester. Clean sheet, the probability percentages are 38%. So if you're looking, you've got some Spurs assets. We know Perisic is going to be popping up in there. Uh, Eric Dyer is also a popular choice as well for some managers. So clean sheet, 38%. Uh, In second, well, in joint first place, Man City and Newcastle, both, uh, both sitting there in um, forty-five percent of uh, probabilities of getting a clean sheet. Newcastle for a clean sheet, Reedy. Yeah, in their fair, in their fair probabilities, nearly nearly, fifty percent chance.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've all seen what Nick Nick Pope is capable of in terms of his um, highest save percentage and so on in the league. Um, I think, although Newcastle have. Solidified the defense. They still obviously take a lot of shots on. Um, I think it's a great shout for this week. Um, Bournemouth. What I will say is that people underestimated Bournemouth in terms of what they did against Forest. Of course, um, you know, so there's no reason why they couldn't score. But I just think the probabilities, as you say, there, especially with with Bonus Bank, um, who are putting Newcastle uh, first there, forty five percent or so on. I think it's uh, more than reasonable shout there if you've got. I mean, people on wildcard bringing in Pope and Trippier, some even tripling up on, on Newcastle defence and so on. Um, they could quite easily keep a clean sheet against Bournemouth. So uh, I really like that one,
0: Jack. Yeah, nice work. And obviously, Bonus Bank are just collecting all these odds from all over different bookies, and they collate it with the tool to, to equal these percentages. Um, but over to the players to score probabilities. Now, in third place is up there again, Julian Alvarez. Or Alvarez, which is it? Anyone?
1: Alvarez, I think. Let's go Alva- just...
0: Alvarez. You're I going Alvarez. Al- I was going to say Alvarez. Alvarez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a shambles. Just right. keep it simple. <laughs> 40, 45% is on, on to score. So no doubt looking to come off the bench on that 60 70th minute. And you'll probably bag one. But he is looking elite, isn't he? He is looking like an absolute baller. He's been likened to Aguero in there. Second place, Sir Harry Kane. chance, and you know, this is an obvious one, but Holland, 54% chance. Chazza, what do you reckon to them stats, mate? And is it fair to put uh, Holland at 54%, or do you think it should be more?
1: It's interesting. I mean, he does have to go to Vermolen, so that's a reduction in percentage in itself. Very intimidating grounds (laughs) to say the least in the English's top flight.
0: Fair enough, mate. Short and sweet, like it, and obviously against it there. But I think, uh, listen, I, I think, um, you know, the guys are freaking he said that goal he scored in the Champions League as well the other night. Like, how, how high was he there? I was like, like an That's AFL crazy. catch that high. Yeah, yeah. He said, you know what, as
2: well, the funny thing is in his interview um, afterwards, he, he did say that he, he'd he done that before uh, for for Dortmund against Wolfsburg, you know, so he's <laughs> it's not as if he's he's kind of winging these things. Um, for a young lad, he's certainly got got that knack of uh, scoring, no matter how, and um, finding a way. And that was a, a great goal for him. So, yeah, um, he, he's rightly so um, top of that list. Um, you know, he's player player of the month um, in in, um, in the Premier League and so on. And his record at the moment, he's absolutely smashing
0: it. So, um, so yeah, rightly so being at the top, 54 percent and so on. Yeah I'd, just, yeah, I'd be intrigued to see who's not got him in their team. But i was just going to quick mention to uh, the Women's League as well. I've just managed to bring it up now. That's what I was doing in the background. But uh, in the Women's League, Ella Melsh is still top. She's been top now for the last four weeks. She is on 435 points. Wow. So a huge score so far from her. So congratulations, Ella. Huge. We'd lo- love to hear from you if you want to try and uh, get in touch with us. Um, we'd love to hear a bit more from you. And over in the members um, head-to-head league, so the 16 managers in there. We've got an admin team in there. Admin is sitting fourth place in the minute. Not too bad, not too bad. And it, But in first place, Donald Breslin, FPL dody he's first place in there with 16 points. So Donald, he actually won the members uh, league, this league, the bonus bank won last season as well. So... He's one to watch out for and he's doing it again. He loves the head-to-head competition. And Dodie, we are going to see you in Sydney as well, mate. He is coming down to uh, to the FPL social, so can't wait to see him. Um, but let's get into it now. We are in for the Game Week 8 preview. We've been waiting two weeks for this, um, so there's a lot to get through. There are some big decisions to make. Jack? We are... Yes,
1: mate, go on. I've been waiting 47 minutes of the Game Week 8 preview. I thought we were hitting, hitting the streets,
0: hitting live at nine. I know, yeah. Well, this this is because of uh, Reedy, isn't it? You know, try to plug his yeah. internet in. Yeah.
2: Blame, can... blame the older guy. That's what. That's that's the,
0: to do it. You know.
1: Yeah. I, as as I reassessed this, I think a cohesion within us three. It just needs to stay as it is, and we just stuff the other three
2: out. Oh. That's it. So we'll put the other boys out. <laughs> I so, wasn't expecting it to head that way, but okay, Chaz, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah I hope
0: they're not watching either. this
1: live. Until, I'll have them.
0: Well, we'll see if they jump in the comments. I know they're going to jump in and, and do their little previews and stuff after we've done the discussion, but um, let's get into it. So, let's Big hot topic. Arsenal double up. Um, is it time to ditch this double up? Chazza, we're going to go to you first, my friend.
1: Yes, because I did raise this topic. And I think their scoring power has dried up. I'm just getting the fixtures up very, very quickly. So, look, the next three, as well as a game week 12 blank against Man City. But even if you held them against Man City at home, it wouldn't be ideal either. So, Brentford away, Spurs at home, Liverpool at home as well. I just feel there's certain sides in the league that are about to embark on really good fixture runs. I think it's worth holding on to still one of them. And if it was a choice out of everyone, it would be Gabriel Martinelli. Despite Gabriel Jesus's high ownership, I just feel aside from that game week two performance from him, I just it's been underwhelming the performances and the returns from the Brazilian and his ability to live up to our ownership. I even feel Ivan Tony is performing better, as Mitrovic performing better, and even Harry Kane. But when Martinelli starts the season, he always seems to be finding really good attacking positions, despite the Saka getting the goal last game week against Man United, I should say game week six. So I feel there is merit to ditch one of them.
0: Okay. So for managers who are maybe that one, they've got one free transfer, let's just say they're in that position, or they've got, well, sorry, two free transfers or one free transfer, and they're not doing the wild card. Would you be taking, would you be using one of them free transfers to get rid of them? Or would you be thinking there's more essential moves to be making rather than ditching these Arsenal assets? Or do you think like Mitrovic and Tony are essential in that respect?
1: I feel if you've had underperforming premiums, you sort them out first before yeah. sorting okay. one of the Arsenal fellas. If you've got two free transfers, you've got nothing to do. It's probably worth considering taking one of the Arsenal assets out. But if you've got one free transfer, as the saying goes, every opportunity you just got to keep on rolling, 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 and you make it two free chances.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough, mate. And I think obviously sorting out these premium assets is is where you want to sort out first, right? Because we know there's some underperforming ones. And that's a nice little segue to Reedy's team because Liverpool, let's talk about Liverpool in general. I think Chaz is going to have some thoughts on this as well. But the top three players in the, this round so far are all who've been transferred out in this round are all Liverpool players Salah, Diaz and Trent. Obviously Salah being the king of FPL for how many years, solid week in week out, he obviously got back on the score sheet um, in the Champions League, but read it, Salah out. Is this the one now? Is he done? <laughs>
2: um I don't think it's for the season. Um I would say that you can. It you know, it's justifiable to take him out. Um, I would say that you know, in terms of the fixtures for Liverpool, they're obviously um, looking quite difficult at the moments. Uh, the next few game weeks and so on. So, as I say, it's justifiable. I, I'm really surprised to see you know all three of those guys being the highest transferred out. I don't think it's wise to take you know to have no Liverpool assets in your side, uh, regardless of them fixtures that I've mentioned. Um, but you know, 13 million or 12.9 that Salah is at the moment. Um. And these fixtures coming up for the likes of City and so on. It's uh, it's too tempting for people. Um, and yeah, it's funny that we're talking about Liverpool assets being taken out and, and me being a Liverpool supporter. Um, we'll see what's happened later in terms of what moves I've made this week. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt for me that at some point um, it is going to click again or it may already have started clicking with the likes of Thiago back in the team. Makes a huge, huge difference for Liverpool. Um, so I think Salah will come good again. And uh, for me personally, I'm not getting rid of Trent. Um, I'm keeping hold of him. Um, I think there's some players uh, that are just season keepers. And for me, Trent's up there uh, being one of those likes with Cancelo and so on. So, um, so yeah, that's my kind of view on it. Or two, you know.
0: All right. Well, really, that is his say. He's he's going. Listen, if you're going to sell anyone, sell Salah and Diaz, but maybe keep Trent. So he kind of understands that one, but Chazza, what's your say, mate?
1: I feel when I have watched Liverpool this season, I have been convinced by them defensively. So if there's one person to keep, geez, that was a great voice crack. I reckon the Colombian, <laughs> if anything, the Colombian, not the Brazilian. Yeah, I feel there's scoring power within this Liverpool side, and as much as I feel Trent is a season keeper, we know what he's renowned for, and his reputation is just. All guns out blazing week in, week out. There's just something a little different about this Liverpool season, which makes it a little underwhelming in terms of owning one of their Liverpool assets. Now, if I had Salah, he would be the first one to go, probably because of his price tag. And you've got plenty of other avenues to go. You could structurally change through a wild card and bring in a premium forward, for example, Harry Kane. And if you somehow don't have him, the robotic Harland, Look, with Trent, you could go downgrading too. Okay. There's plenty of avenues to use that spare cash as well. I feel Luis Diaz, the way he has found the attacking spots, hasn't been too bad to start the season. I know he's only scored three goals, but I think it, when it's sort of a contested game against a top side, I see Liverpool scoring goals, but I'm not sure about them keeping shutouts.
0: Yeah, fair enough, mate. Like, I can't disagree with you in you know, most of them ones. I think... The getting rid of Salah one is, I think managers feel uh, a lot more uh, freer without him because obviously so bound by his price, and you hang like he's so expensive, isn't he? And you've you've got all this cash. If you do get rid of him, you've got a lot. There's so much more flexibility in your team. You can spread this cash amongst, unless you're trading him in. But I think just a quick question from, um, I'll I'll put this one to you, Reedy. Um, Will Shaw, wish him good luck for this week. But he's gone. Listen, if I'm getting rid of Salah. What do you think about this move, Salah to Son for free, or does he go? Is is KDB essential taking a minus four because he's already got a triple C, so he'd have to take out Walker to allow KDB to come in? Would you be recommending that, or do you think Salah to Son is the is the should be the better move rather than taking the hit?
2: Um, I I personally would would say KDB is a better pick as it stands. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's saying that you know Will's saying about. Um, the free, and then obviously Salah to KDB for minus four and so on. I, I think in that situation, I don't think you you change things around. I think if you've got the two frees, you can move from Salah to KDB and use your other transfer elsewhere. Then absolutely fine. Um, but I wouldn't advocate kind of being triple city to remove one of them to bring KDB in. I just don't think it is worth it. Um, the, the only the only risk factor here is obviously the rotation with Son. Um, or the lack of, um, you know, goals and assists from Son. Uh, he does play a Leicester side, which we all know how terrible they are. <laughs> um, but you know, in terms of Kulusevski and, and Richarlison, they've offered so much more for Spurs this this, this season. So um, it's it's really difficult one. It is a tough one, but I would go for the Son one, just with it being a free. I think that's much better move rather than moving a city that could potentially haul or get get a score for k d b if it turns out that k d b doesn't you know doesn't bring anything in then you'll be kind of um, gutted you didn't go for that first option, so some for me boys, some.
0: Yeah, nice shout, mate. Appreciate that. And hope uh, Will, good luck to you as well this week. And hopefully that's uh, maybe helped you along your way. But speaking of obviously big changes in teams, uh, another topic this week, and so many managers have, i have be intrigued to know what the number is. I'd love to know if anyone knows already. But the number of people wildcarding this week um, now is, is it, is it a good time? Is it a bad time? Should everyone be hitting that button now? I mean, a lot of managers are absolutely in the mud because they've got so many players missing because of the, the game postponements. Um, do we need to have a full 11 fielded, or what can you get away with? A lot of you know questions to be asked answered, but you know, let us know in the comments if you are wild carding this week, um, and why you are wild carding. But Chaza, um, you know, what, what would you be saying to this? What, what do you think about activating that wild card?
1: I've been thinking through this for the last 10 minutes, I'd say. Oof. So, for example, if you had Reedy's squad which consisted of McAllister Gross, you're two Arsenal players, you're two Liverpool, you go wildcard. That's I feel it's a no-brainer and it gives you a really good opportunity to jump on certain players before other managers do. And some really a good opportunity to go on to some differentials. You may have a really good fixture run or have just picked up a form and as well give you a really solid squad for the coming game week. However, if you're sort of really tightrope in the boundary. You're on your 10 or 11. I just use the free transfer where you can. The free hit, I see being more valuable later in the season.
0: Yep, yeah. later on in the season. Uh, Reedy, where are you at with it, mate?
2: Um, I think it all works down, or it all comes down to, I suppose, is... Um, how many playing players you've got? Obviously, the first and foremost thing, as you mentioned there, Jack, um, I think you can get away with 10 players this week without having to play your wild card. Um, it's not going to look as fancy and as amazing compared to what wild carders have got um, You know, for Newcastle and Spurs assets and so on, and then even City. Um, but I just don't think that now, realistically, is actually the right time for the wild card. I, I really don't. That's what I believe. Uh, if I'd still had my wild card. I know Chaz. <laughs> it was game Chaz, week two. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was game week two. I know Chaz is saying that in my situation, you know, if it came down to it there and I've got three Brighton assets, uh, I've got the two Liverpool guys and and, and um, James from Chelsea, amongst Arsenal assets there that I kind of, you know, you need to really wild card there. Um, in my situation, I've got nine playing players. You know, I've got two free transfers, all right, I've still got some of those players that the Chaz is saying that you'd like to take out, but I'm fine with that. I'm I'm quite happy with that for now. I think um, the Brentford fixture, the Arsenal, isn't that much of a worry. effect. if it see Arsenal, you know, getting goals and so on in there, um. So yeah, right.
3: I, I think all it right, all Brady, depends. No,
1: this is on me actually, because I genuinely forgot Arsenal were playing this weekend. Still, I thought their game was probably fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go, Chaz. Chaz no, no, has, really has already sold him. Sold him got rid of him already, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: oh. Chaz has not had much sleep lately. He's been there. He's been doing a lot behind the scenes, you know, Too many 40 finals. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll let, let you off with that one, Chaz. But you know, I mean, as I say, in terms of wild card and stuff, um, I think it's probably only a smaller percentage than what people think. Um, you know, who's wild card and so on and it's it's for me it's more fomo um it's a fomo thing yeah. because everyone else is doing it or because people you see in the twitter community are doing it oh i need to walk well, on I'm missing out this week uh when the realistic sort of side of things is is we've got um an international break we've then got a blank now between city and arsenal and 12 um and then from that point onwards it's four game weeks until the world cup so i think it could it it could be used elsewhere and be a little bit more valuable to people um, so it does all come down to us to say how many players you've got playing for this week and your structure moving forward?
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more. I think it's it's all that timing. like I said the fomo is there with people. people are hitting that button um but they're obviously wanting to I don't I don't think the wild cards that I've seen online that people have been doing they're not I don't, I don't they do just seem like these foMO ones just to try and get this full squad out for this week. Um, but people are in different positions, like we said. O Spike, thanks for joining us. I uh, hope you're going well. I'd love to know what you're thinking about uh, Potter leaving you and how that leaves your Brighton team. But I hope everything's well for you, buddy. He's wild wildcarding this week because it would have cost him a minus eight. And that's a bit like Reedy territory to get the 11 out, and two of them were a 50 50 to start. So I think, you know, I presume he's maybe got like a walker in there as well, um, who's got that flag on him. But I mean that's that's one of the situations where you are wild carding because uh, you need to actually still be competitive, especially if you're in your mini leagues as well. You want to be trying to keep competitive, run with the pack, and uh, and keep up. So pushing that wild card, you know, uh, maybe the good idea for you guys, um, Colm this week. Um, thanks for joining us, Colm. Uh, minus four, minus eight this week. Wild card and wild carding it. The- 12, game week 12 or 13, is easier for him to get Salah sell, back. So he's still a Salah fan and he believes yeah. in him. Chazza, go for it, mate.
1: Yeah, it's just on that. I'll, firstly, love your YouTube comments popping through left, right and centre. I think it's magical for what makes this podcast so great. Just on that latest comment, do you feel by then everything will still revolve around getting Mo Salah back in? Because at the rate he's going, I don't think it will be.
0: Yeah, I mean what are we thinking, well, if you go from game week twelve, right? They've got West Ham, Forest, Leeds, so three, you know, three greens on the on the FDR, Tottenham away, obviously maybe a bit of a tough one then. Then then obviously what we've got after that, three three greens after that. If it's a Liverpool we know, and as Reedy knows from the last couple of seasons, then you'll be wanting to get him back in then use that wild card to get him back in and he's still probably going to be a cheap price, well, a cheaper price by then and he's still going to be maybe about 12.9 unless he gets a bit of fall in between. But I think a lot of people, yeah, I think that'll be also the reason to get him back in. But I presume people will be able to afford him with, a, you know, save up two free transfers, you'll be able to rotate him back in, no?
1: Yeah, something like that. I was just noticing, I mean, Jack, you've talked to the last 30 seconds, but you decided to put my face on the big screen. <laughs> oh, I love it. Mate, I, wa- I want
0: to. I need to exaggerate the mullet that's all I, I want to I oh, okay. make sure that is front like and a centre. window of opportunity that's oh, good <laughs> here we go let's have a look at some more people who play wild cards love it. Wood, look at Woodstock Christy. one Chris good afternoon uh, thanks for joining us mate thanks for jumping in the stream um, he's already wild carded so he's taking a minus four this game week so he's probably similarly probably wild card in game week two like Reedy um, but he's taking a minus four this week and he's very happy bring it on let us know who you brought in this week, mate, we'd love to hear. Um uh, Jita has gone, Son or KDB, Madison or Zaha. Oof, a couple of different uh ones in there. Who have you got in there at the minute, mate? And uh, let us know when we might be able to answer that one. So yeah, let us know what you've got, if you've got some transfers in there. Chaz, did you want to take that one, sorry?
1: Yeah, I will, just very quickly. Out of the two on the premium perspective, I'm going to go KDB if I had the choice. And Madison or Zaha, both of them have decent fixtures coming up, but I feel the culture of a club right now, I'm just gonna back a Wilf. I feel he's just in a really good position, yeah. sort of playing as a striker. He's on penalties too. Now, I'm pretty sure that's a good segue to one of the player recommendations, or is that still we're still waiting a bit later for that? Uh
0: we can if you've got it top of your head, mate, you can go for it if you want.
1: Well sure. I mean, it was just on our agenda. We were just gonna talk about was it? Uh, different? We're talking about transfer out. We've already mentioned that. No, the three differential picks for game week
0: eight. Three differentials. Go for it. If you've got some hot ones you want to mention, mate, go for it. Uh, I'll
1: be short and sharp on this one like I have for this entire podcast thus far. Jared Bowen from West Ooh. Ham. I know he has not returned so far this season, but if there's any time he's going to do it, hopefully it's within the next 14 game weeks because in 11 <laughs> of, 11 of those fixtures are rated as a two on the fixture difficulty ranking. So there's your platter, Joe Bowen, and make the most of it. Leon Bailey, out of all people, genuinely. 4.7. When he somehow gets on the pitch and he decides to put his mind onto football, he can genuinely deliver like Domino's pizza delivery. And he scored against Man City (laughs) last time out. So five of his next six fixtures have a two in the FDR as well. So there's there's a platter, there's your platform. And the other one, I think I yeah meant, just mentioned Wilfred Zaha and Crystal Palace's fixtures look brilliant until the new year and he's already got four goals so far this season. I think is a really good pick. I think it was Reedy, was that? No, maybe may have been Jack's side that already has Zaha. Is that correct?
0: Uh, I did bring him in and I uh, took him back out again.
1: I was going to say you're ahead of the curve, but you can't make your mind up. You're no, like I just,
2: in no. <laughs> I just
0: went, He's backpedalling, isn't he? Chazza? Yeah, yeah. He's, no, he's backpedalling already. I went. I went early because obviously I replaced uh, Odegaard, didn't I? I brought him in, and then I went Zaha, but then obviously just with, yeah, it just didn't work out. But I hear you because I see it. I want him. In, I want him in my when I when I get to the wild card. If I do get the wild card after the international break. That's where I'm going because I think Zaha is a great pick. I think, obviously, Leon Bailey, I've seen him a lot in wild cards just now, but at that price, it's crazy. And if he gets on the pitch and plays, we saw what he did over here in Australia against United. That finish was unbelievable. He's shown a bit of that since he's been playing in the Premier League. Aston Villa need to sort themselves out still. I think they need to get into a bit of form, don't they? But, obviously, they've had some good results. They had that home win against Everton, was it, Chazza? I think we said. And then they had the draw against City, the 1-1. So, they've got some promise in there. We know they've got the team... But yeah, Bailey. I think everyone wants to see that hype actually, you will kick on and see what he does. But for four point seven, if he's doing these things, unbelievable, isn't it? Um, Charles, I'll just give you a bit more face time then as well, won't I? But let's get into the preview for this week. Unless we wanted to mention anything else, let's just have a quick look. Oh, big topic, and we need to mention. Uh, Reedy, you've got this in your notes. Uh, Tri- Trippier from Newcastle. Obviously, he's the most. Trans- he's one of the most transferred in players this week. He is the most transferred in player this week. Uh, he's got 540 transfers. I think uh, KDB's second, and Pope is up there as well. So Newcastle assets are getting are bringing the noise. What did you want to talk about with Newcastle?
2: Yeah, just yeah. just really kind of wanted to mention um, what you were saying there about Trippier and, and him being the most transferred in this week, um, along with two of the Newcastle guys in in Nick Pope and and Isaac as well. So you know, 571 uh, thousand and rising for Trippier at the moment before, obviously, the deadline tonight. Oh, another um, 30,000 in the last 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, That's you know, it, it just goes to show the Newcastle assets this week with that home fixture against Bournemouth. People have really liked the look of Newcastle so far this season and what Eddie Howe's doing. And, and rightly so, he's kind of got a good group of players there. And I think that uh, people really could benefit from having a double up this week and, you know, having Trippier and Pope. Um so I think if you're on the wild card, especially, people are going to be going there. I don't blame them. Um, and I think Nick Pope as well is actually a pretty good hold. Well, actually saying that, Trippier is as well, you know, obviously if you get both. But I think there really they really are good holds for the next um, few game weeks. Uh, they've got Fulham, I think, in game week nine. So people who are bringing in Mitrovic on a wild card, especially. Um, people might say, well, you know, it's a bit counterintuitive in terms of um, you, you, you're going to back one against the other. You're not going to come out with many points, um, but also at the same time, Mitrovic and Fulham's fixtures they, they get really good um, for them. So you can't argue against that one either. Uh, in terms of Spurs, just to move on to them, um, you know we all know what Harry Kane and Song can do on their day. They're playing a the Leicester side who are shipping goals this 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 season. Um, and they've a, just manager sort of, that, a manager
0: that doesn't want to be there apparently as well, maybe. Yeah, yeah there's Tried that to,
2: there's, the sack. Yeah, I mean there's there's that, but there's also the fact that they've lost one of their centre backs for Farner to Chelsea. Um injuries in the team and and, and Rogers wasn't given a budget, simple as that. So mm. Spurs on the back of a, a loss in the Champions League, which many weren't weren't expecting to sport in. Uh Harry Kane, blanking, son obviously again. Uh people are really fancying Spurs players this this week and and rightly so, just because of the opponent mainly, um, I wouldn't necessarily say that moving forward Spurs players at a hold, like or in terms of the fixtures that they've got, you know, it's it's the London Derby, they play Brighton away after that, and then you know, an easier fixture in eleven at home to Everton. Um, they then play United after that. So the, you know, it's not it's not the kindest fixture run for Spurs, but I think um people are definitely getting um, you know, their eyes are lighting up with the fact that Spurs are playing um Uh, Leicester this week so for me Harry Kane is a great pick he's the one who's assured the 90 minutes if I was going to be bringing him in whether it be a wild card or whether the transfer in terms of my front three wasn't set I'd be bringing in Harry Kane all day of the week um, because those are the three you just don't know what Conte is going to do in terms of who he's going to start so yeah that's that's it for me I'd be licking my lips on a wild card that's for sure if I was bringing bringing a less sorry Newcastle and, and Spurs guys in
0: yeah, so some good picks in there. If you are on your wild card and you've got this ability to bring in, you know, a lot of the template is looking like that with some of the assets that Reed has mentioned. But good picks. I mean, Newcastle have got, you know, that that run. But um, as we mentioned, Trips is looking great. Uh, Pope looking good in there. Um, Isak is looking good in, in up top, but Harry Kane, he's got to be coming in for a lot of these managers on wild cards if he's not in already to go alongside Haaland. <laughs>
2: yeah, just, just briefly yeah. as well, in terms of what people I, I know we haven't kind of I think Chazza mentioned it briefly, but free hit this week. Um, I would stay away from that, in my personal opinion. Um, you've got the FOMO. You know, if anyone has played the wild card like myself, and I think there was someone in the chat the same. You know, they're taking a minus eight, which um, depending on who you're bringing in, it, it might be worth it. Or if you've not got enough players for this week, then maybe you'll do that. But the free hit, there's so much more upside uh, later on in the season. Um, there's going to be double double game weeks. We know that. Mm-hmm for sure so you know it'd just be such a such a waste sorry this week to play that chip and if it does backfire you're just going to be hate, hating um, activating that chip so yeah stay away from the free
0: hit is my kind of advice for this week all right you have been warned by reedy he's been doing his analysis and his own work He's already uh, stuffed up his wild card in game week two, but he's saying don't hit the wild, don't hit the free hit chip because you only get one of them this season. You don't get two. There's only one this season, so keep it, save it, ready for the double game weeks because they will be coming up. Um, listen, guys, if you are new around here, we thank you for joining us. Um, if you're watching on YouTube live, please give us a like, uh, jump in the comments, but also hit the subscribe button. That would be fantastic. Uh, Chaz, you have your finger raised. What you're right. Yeah, we're I was just going kind of
1: say to us um, viewers out there too. If you're new around here, we actually have six panel members,
2: not three.
0: <laughs> Listen, we're a squad. We've got squad depth. You see, this is why the this is why the podcast happens every week because we've got yeah, good squad depth. It's a six squad society depth. team, isn't it? Six, six society. society. Imagine that a six society team. We'd have Chaz. Well, you'd, you'd be umpiring, mate, and then he'd uh, be in need, goal. We'd stick Chaz in goal. We <laughs> re, really wouldn't be passing the ball. he would be hogging the ball. Um, I think. I think the Reverend's Reverend would just be you know he's like five foot 3 in he the reverend he'd, so he'd, be he'd, be, pray, he'd be praying somewhere he'd be praying in the corner every time he walks on the pitch he'd be praying young uh, yeah. cross on air.
2: <laughs> yeah we we'll stick, we'll stick you, two, you and Elliot in the middle to uh, run round like, uh, headless chickens two towers two towers and, uh, in the middle and mate. then we'll leave Ollie just to go like, on can
0: be goalkeeper yeah Ollie oh goalkeeper <laughs> <laughs> say put him up front. Come on. Ah, but yeah. Stick him in goal, mate. Stick him in oh, goal. No, 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 <laughs> right. Let's um <laughs> let's have a look elsewhere now. So we are going to be joined by now Elliot and Ollie. They're going to go through their teams. So let's see what they're going to see as they preview this You're week. Joined
4: with my right hand man, Ollie Walker Peel, today. And we obviously can't be on the, the main podcast today, but we've done this recording so that everyone can hear what our teams are going to look like uh heading into game week eight. Ollie, how are you doing, mate?
3: I'm very well, mate. I'm obviously, glad that we've got football back this weekend. Obviously, after last week, we didn't have any football, so uh, club we've got some FPL back, which is good. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously, like we said off there, I haven't seen the team yet for this week, and you hadn't seen mine until we, we botched the first pre-recording. But you've now seen it. You've now got to look at my team, so I don't know what you think of it yet. But but I'll uh, hopefully we can let you all in on our teams for the week, and hopefully you like what you see.
4: Well, we will give everyone what they want. We won't take too much of your time. We'll bring up Ollie's team on the screen first. Just walk us through your starting 11 and your 15-man squad for this week, mate.
3: So, my starting 11 is as follows. It's a 4-3-3. David Raya is in goal, back four of Patterson, Perisic, Emerson and Nico Williams. Midfield three is Rashford, Martinelli, Andreas. Front three, Harland, Mitrovic, and Harry Kane. The three transfers this week saw Edison depart for David Raya, Marcus Rashford, has come in alongside the third option that has come in in Alexander Mitrovic, who is leading my line for this week. Uh, uh Rashford, the one for me, um, I really like his stats. I know he's not going to game this weekend, but I want to plan forward, I want to plan ahead. Um, if that costs me points this week, then that's going to be a bit annoying, but it is what it is. Um, I have taken a four point hit, so it's a bit of a mini wild card. Um, it's not going to be a great week for me this week, I don't think. I'm not all that confident, but I'm going to bite the bullet and hopefully it sets me up for future weeks. Um, the four players on my bench are Danny Ward. He's got a game, but I prefer David Ray's fixture. The three others don't entrench, Pascal Gross and Mohamed Salah. So I'm a bit tied there uh, with players because, you know, they're the only 11 outfielders I've got at the minute. I could have gone with a full 11, but I like the look of Marcus Rashford and didn't want to go anyone else. So I've done that. And I think I'll captain Erling Haaland. I don't think he can go anyone else in this game, given how good he is. I could go Mitrovic. He's got a decent fixture against Forest away, but you can't go against Haaland, can you?
4: No, I think at the minute it would be pretty crazy to go against Haaland. Um, you know, a big lack of Liverpool in your team, Ollie, and a big lack of Liverpool in everyone's teams. Um, you know, they've sort of not started the season how we thought they would. So, you know, do you think your selection this week uh, reflects this? They are on your bench, um, but, you know, you're still going to be able to field a strong eleven without the the two Liverpool assets that you've got.
3: Yeah, next week, all three of those players are going to come in, my two Liverpool players and Pascal Gross. They're all going to come back into my starting eleven, I should think. Um, I'm happy with two Liverpool players. I don't want to triple up because I don't think they've been good enough to warrant that so far in the Premier League this season. But I think not having Trent, as I've learnt, um, can hurt you. And not having Salah, I think Salah's form is going to turn eventually. So I'm happy with the two. I don't think I need a third. I think the only one I would be tempted at is Luis Diaz. I had him earlier on in the season. He did well for me. Uh, So I might go back to him later on, but I'm happy with the two at the moment.
4: Yeah, interesting teammate and i think you know a lot of people are going to struggle to put up 10 players this week if they don't have their wild card um, and when they're not willing to play their free hit so i think that you know maybe you're selling yourself a little bit short i think you know if some results can go your way then i think that you could be on for a fairly nice score this week for what will probably be um not a a, a super low average i don't think but i don't think it's going to be um, a very traditional game week obviously with three of the games being postponed um and not being played so it's going to be interesting to see how that one pans out but a very very nice uh starting 10 that you've got and you yeah. know you've obviously got ward on the bench as well but everyone's got ward on the bench at the minute um but yeah a nice teammate all round and um, we'll move on to mine i have activated my wild card for this week um so a lot of changes too many transfers to name too much tinkering to even think about this week um But it goes as follows. I've got Nick Pope and Danny Ward as my two goalkeepers. Pope getting the start for this week. I've got a back three of Kieran Trippier, Jao Cancelo and Nico Williams for this week. A midfield four of Ian Bowen. I'm glad to have him back in my team for this season. He was brilliant for me last year. Uh, James Ward-Prowse. Kevin De Bruyne and Gabriel Martinelli and then a front three of Ivan Tony Alexander Mitrovic and Erling Haaland which I'm very excited to say is my front three now a lot of green in their fixtures and a lot of goals between them so far this season and the bench stays fairly strong Um, other than Ward I'm not a big fan of the the Leicester keepers this year but four million a goalkeeper that's playing games you can't really ask for too much more and then Andreas Pereira sits there I'm favouring Nico Williams at the minute but there's a there is potential that uh, Andreas Pereira will maybe get a start in there somewhere, but I'm not thinking it's going to be likely because you have to play with three defenders uh, and I don't want to sub out any of my midfielders or forwards at the minute for him. And then Reese James and Wesley Fofana are the other two sitting on my bench. I've tinkered around with this team a lot. It's what This is what it's looking like at the minute. I'm disappointed I don't have Madison in my team. Um, I think he is going to get a return against Spurs this week. I've just got a feeling that Madison is going to do something this week. Um, And I'm going to go without him at the moment, I think. Uh, But after the Spurs fixture, it looks brilliant for Leicester, who aren't the best side themselves, but they've got a lot of green fixtures. Um, upcoming so I think he'll be one that will be in my side and Wilfred Zaha another player that I think will also join my team at some stage but Palace obviously don't have their fixture this week so it was difficult to justify bringing him in on my wild card but Ollie I'm interested to see what you think of the 15-man squad that I've got here
3: I really like it with the exception of one player and that player is Jared Bowen which I think all of your options Madison Zaha, obviously Zaha not this week. I think Madison's a better option than Jared Bowen. So I think that's I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I I I genuinely I reckon that if you're that worried about not having James Madison, you're on your wild card. I think you'd move there now. I I reckon. But that's that's what I'd do. Obviously you're a different manager to me. Um I don't know on overall rank who's who's had the better start to season. You're
4: doing better than me, mate, so <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, uh, you know, maybe trust my advice for ones. Uh, but no, it's a good team. Um, I like the double Newcastle for this week. Obviously, they've got Bournemouth at home, target Bournemouth at home. Jamie Will is a bit of a niche option. I quite like it, though. Obviously, club-ups in England squad this week, which both of us agreed was a good move. And Ivan Tony at the top was class. So, I like the team. Just not sure about Jared Bowen.
4: Yeah, I've had Bowen in and out of my squad so far. I just think their fixtures are so, so good. And I think that Bowen is too good of a player um, to, you know, not start returning. But if it gets two games down the line and Bowen's not really showing anything, if any of these players aren't really showing anything by that point, I've got players in my team that will allow me to to move to other people. Um, you know, Ward-Prowse and Martinelli at that price point where if Rashford keeps firing, I can get him in if needs be. Um, And then Bowen, obviously, is a very easy pathway to a a Luis Diaz from Liverpool or a Madison or a Zaha, any of those players. So I think I've got options going forward um, with this team as well, which is a big part of when I play my wildcard. I like to, you know, obviously think of, you know, the, the next five game weeks. But I also think, you know, beyond that, it's important to set your team up. Um, maybe less so this year because in about five game weeks time you are going to get another wild card when the uh, the world cup is on but i think it's just smart to you know plan ahead for the future and see what you can do but i thank you um for the the advice on the team ollie it's probably not going to look like this when the deadline hits i've got 24 hours more um time to you know keep overthinking and thinking of which players to keep and which players to get rid of with my team so i'm not gonna say that this is my locked-in wild card because it's not, but um, yeah, thank you very much for the advice. And they are our two squads for the upcoming game week. As we said, we didn't want to take too much of your time. We took a fair bit of it. Ollie, any parting words of wisdom?
3: Uh, not really, mate. Just just good luck to everybody for for this week and back to the lads in the studio.
4: Absolutely.
0: Right, enough of them too. Wow, I can't believe Elliot's uh, wild carded.
2: He absolutely yeah. loves it, doesn't he? He had to, I think, this week. I don't think he had much choice with the team that he um he kind of had. Um, so fair play to him. he's, he's got to catch up. He doesn't want to get left in the dust. And uh, as for as for Ollie, um, bit of a strange one, to be fair. I mean, and he's took the minus, but am I right in saying he's not got eleven field? You know, eleven players playing this week. I
0: thought he had eleven on there with the minus, or did nah, he have ten? It's a rashy. Oh Rashford! Oh yeah, did Rashford on the pitch, didn't he? He's but, got a, uh, he's, not he's, got a rashy, he's got a He's got Rash on the team, so that's why he's not playing. He's out. That's
2: good. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll see okay.
0: how that one goes. But yeah, great from the lads.
1: That's all right. This is how I see the situation. It's just so FPL fest. I've got their own festival. FPL social. they have their own festival. And it seems like people are a wild card in having their own festival as well. Wild
0: <laughs> festival. That's what it is. <laughs> wild
1: well, it. It. Um, Now, look, it was a great pod between the two, hopefully they get their own one one day, but all I care about <laughs> is who's on track <laughs> shouting dinner at the end of the season, that's all I care about like, that's all you care about,
0: about? you're that's getting dinner aren't you about. Yeah. have you picked a place yet
1: or in terms of who I reckon will shout dinner,
0: no in terms of where you're getting taken for dinner
1: oh I don't really care as long as Ollie shouts the entire
0: I'm, <laughs> fair enough uh, well that was two of the podcast panel members who are missing this evening and we've just got one more the reverend needed to have, have his say as well so I'm just going to bring up the rev now uh, where are you rev
5: Hello Fantasy Managers, it's FPL Rev here, shout out to all the people who are watching along live, shout out to the people who are listening on the app and shout out to the people in the chat as well. So good to be with you here today as we go through my team selection for this current game week. Uh, Last week, didn't make any transfers, so got a nice big green arrow, (laughs) which um, puts me into the top one mil, um, which is great. So I'm hoping to stay there and hoping to keep moving up. Um, As you can see, I've got my team selection up here. A couple of weeks ago, I was saying to everyone, you know, the busy period is coming up. So I'm going to make some transfers that might seem a little bit suboptimal, but it's going to give me a bunch of um, depth into my squad. And so that's what I'm going to be really using This week to help my team out, because there are a lot of teams out there that are really struggling to field a start and 11. But I'm in the privileged position to say that I put myself into this position by making some transfers where I I made my bench really quite deep. And so the fact that I don't have three players in James, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Salah, um, that doesn't really matter so much to me because um, I'm able to field a full start on eleven, And I, I will say that, like, my start on eleven feels pretty strong. I've got Ward in goal, Saliba, and then I've got uh, Perisic. I've got Trips, who a lot of people are bringing in this week anyway. Then I've got um, Andreas with quite a juicy fixture there, playing against Nottingham Forest. Martinelli and War prowse You know, I'm, I'm hoping that Ward-Prowse does start ticking over. Um, Bernardo again against Wolves with quite a good fixture Uh, Tony who is um, doing so well this season, really happy to own him now really happy to own him going forward and I've got uh, Gabriel Jesus and of course the Nordic Meat Shield. My plan this week is to roll the transfer yeah you heard it correctly in a week where people are taking hits in a week where people are activating their wild card, in a week where people are really struggling to field. Um, I start on 11. I'm so happy to say I'm rolling the transfer going into next week. If I was going to make a transfer and, you know, I'm maybe there's like a 10% chance that I would do it. Um, I'm possibly thinking about going Trent Alexander-Arnold to Cancelo. But, you know, it just feels like one of those moves which is potentially a little bit of a sideways move. So I'm going to hang fire on doing that for now. I'm going to, you know, learn my lessons from Ollie Walker Peel. Um, you know, and not transfer out Trent <laughs> just in case he bangs next week against a rudderless Brighton side. I think this is what people need to consider: um, is that you know the Liverpool assets that we have in Trent and Salah, they are going to be playing against a managerless um, Brighton side at the moment. So, you know, or and and if they do get the new manager, which I'm not even sure they do yet uh, at the time that this is being recorded, um. You know, how quickly are they going to be able to gel? How quickly are they going to be able to hold off uh, Trent and Salah? And by the way, Salah really did look good in his Champions League game. So I'm quite happy to own him, even if it means I'm going to be owning him as a differential, which sounds like a total madness to say. So, yeah, there's my team. We're rolling the transfer. We've got the 3-4-3 going on. And so hopefully this is going to be able to take me forward into the next coming game weeks.
0: Great stuff there from the Reverend. Um, he, he, he's he's been a bit cocky there, he? and he, it was all part of his big plan, wasn't it? To uh, have have the squad depth, and you know, he's recovered quite nicely from the wild card in game week two. Um, he's built up his squad now. He's in a good position in there. Reedy, what did you think of his team?
2: He's got a good setup, hasn't he? He's uh, as you said, quite quite smug this week. Um, that he's managed to, to get his 11. Um, I noticed that we, he skipped straight straight past um, uh, Ward in goal. Uh, you know, in <laughs> so he had terms quite of, a strong team and he went, yeah, yeah Ward, uh, yeah, right <laughs> back. Yeah, that was it. Not much to say there. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, other than that, though, he's got a good point. You know, his, his team is looking good. Um, thin in midfield, I want to say, because although he's got the likes of... Um, He's got Ward-Prowse, he's got Bernardo, and who were his other two? It was um come on, come on, help me out, boys. Martinelli. Who were the other two? Martinelli oh, yeah. Andreas, Andreas, there we go. So those two are fine. Um it's just the Ward prowse and Bernardo. Um, you know, if you if you really wanted to attack it this week, you'd rather have KDB, you'd rather have potentially Son or Kulosevsky or someone mm-hmm. like that. Um so that's where he's he's probably counting on that coming back for him. What I do like is Perisic and Trippier. Um, I think um, great, great picks there in that sense. And um, they could quite easily keep clean sheets and haul as well. So, um, so that's probably the one that uh, I'm a bit jealous about. I'll be honest with you, but um, he's he's okay for this week, isn't he? Would you say he doesn't need to use that transfer? Yeah, no, he's
0: looking good. Yeah, no, he's looking, he's looking good in there. Quite like his team. We discussed that when we were doing uh, the recording. Um, But yeah, I think elsewhere, uh, Chazza, it's time for your preview, mate. We want to know what you're doing this week.
1: Uh, firstly, can I just say two points about Redside? Is that okay?
0: You go for it, mate.
1: Yeah, cool. So my first point is that I've rather listened to him than the other two. And my second point is it sounds like he's in his own... And it sounds like he's just in his own driving seat, just going for a lovely cruise along. It's just all... It's nothing team relevant. But he's, he's cruising.
0: You're cruising for a speaking bruising, I think. Go on. <laughs> Let's go
1: straight <laughs> to my team. Thank you for your patience. So we've got 10 out on the field. I forgot I share screen this about 30 years ago. So here we are. So the only one that's not playing is Jack Harrison. And there's the other three on the bench. Now, as it stands, I still haven't made a transfer. I probably won't considering the transfer in targets. The ones that don't have a game probably appeal to me the most. And the ones that probably do, the jury's still out on them. I just need to see more from them. So it's not a bad opportunity to roll, make it two after the international break. However, if I do roll, I'd feel more inclined, so less inclined pulling the wild card button over the international break as opposed to using one now and then I could just sort of activate it and then just make structural changes. I don't think the side is all that too bad. But if I had a different team at the moment, I probably would, just with a few different players and especially the addition of the premium forward and Harry Kane going up front. I think that's a top priority. And even getting rid of Trent is a consideration to, to free up some cash.
0: Who have you got your eye on instead of Trent then?
1: see. I love Graham Potter because now is the time he can weave his magic at Stanford Bridge and hopefully he does the abracadabra towards Reese James. So that's who I'm thinking.
0: That's who at the top of your list. And then obviously Harry Kane up top instead of Jesus, I'm guessing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or even just going Jesus to down to Ivan Tony.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, nice.
1: Yeah. So. That's I've got me. um I've got a question
0: for you. If you scroll down a bit more, how how many transfers have you made this season?
1: How how many transfers have I made? Yeah, this just season?
0: Sc- just scroll down. Oh, I feel like you haven't made hardly any. I've made seven. Oh, you made seven, right? Okay. Oh, same way, same as me to be fair. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like you roll a lot.
1: Well, I mean I've sausage rolls. I love all these different roles around the world. And I feel <laughs> when it comes to fantasy football, you gotta roll at every chance. And I feel every window of opportunity I have rolled, there hasn't been much of an injury crisis. Yeah, yeah. that sort of allowed a added layer of luxury when it comes to those transfers.
0: Have you got a plan for when you do want a wild card?
1: It's probably going to be next game week, or my plan B is I've got no idea.
0: I like it. I like that. That's uh, my kind of thinking. No idea. Right, let's go on to the next one. Chazza, cheers for your team there, mate. Um, I think you're in a good position for this week. Um, Anything else you wanted to add to it?
1: I'm just saying it scores pretty terribly most weeks. What are we going to add?
0: No, did you want to add any further? Anything
1: else on TT? No, no, no,
0: no. I'm short, straight, bland, to the point. Beautiful, mate. Read it. You're up next, my friend. Let's see what you got.
2: Yeah, so uh full 11 this week for me boys. Um I'll just uh, I'll just scroll up just so you know the subs aren't playing for me this week so they're kind of irrelevant. Um but yeah, so at the moment for this week uh, I've got Ward and goal. Uh, I'd like someone else, but it is what it is. He could get one point. I'm hoping he gets one point anyway if if Tottenham go absolutely uh, ham on them. So um yeah, Patterson and in terms of uh, a nice home fixture, I'd rather Everton be at home. They haven't got Pickford, which is a bit of a worry for me. And um, in, in terms of him keeping a clean sheet, um, but yeah, it is what it is. He's he's a playing player. Uh, Ruben Diaz, who got rested in Champions League this week, so hopefully he'll be back. And um, and then I've got obviously Saliba in there in that Brent fixture. So an okay back three, um, or, or okay back four, in, in, if you include Ward. It could be better, I'm not gonna lie. When I look at it, it the temptation there to obviously take someone out and, and bring um you know a trippier in or um or someone who's basically got a, a better fixture this week. So that's it, that's it is what it is. I'm kind of accepting that. And then the midfield, um now I've made my two transfers this week, my two frees. I've brought in Kulisevsky, um and I've brought in KDB. Um those guys have come in for Salah and Gross. Um, the plan for me is to bring Salah in probably around Gay week fourteen. It might be uh, for those fixtures that we've got before you know the World Cup comes into play. KDB's KDB is um, KDB. For me, it was the obvious pick. I didn't want to go and gamble with Son. Um, and yeah, Andreas and Martinelli does what it says on the tin, doesn't it? I think many people have got those guys in and uh, two decent fixtures. The front three, you know these these guys were already set. And although. Although I would like Kane over Jesus, I just couldn't justify bringing him out. You know, bringing Kane in. Sorry for a playing player. You know, I had the nine and needed to make the two to to bring two guys in to make it a full eleven. So I'm sticking with Tony this week. Uh, sticking with Haaland, of course, and uh, and he- Jesus also. So, bit of a bit of a I don't know Tony and then the three Arsenal players. I, I'm hoping there's lots of goals in that. Um, I'm not bothered if I don't keep the clean sheet from Saliba. If he can chip in with something, happy days. Um, but it's all about all about those other three for me. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't mind it this week. I'm kind of just going with it. No wild card, as we know. I'm not going <laughs> to play the free hits. Um, I've got a full 11. Uh, the only thing for me is do a take a minus four probably 10% chance that I do I don't think it's very unlikely only 10% um, so,
0: chance really
2: you've changed chance. you've changed yeah, yeah, I know I've definitely changed boys and, and, and as you mentioned there Jack to, to Charles, how many transfers has he made this, this season so far mine's eight so you know only one more than you lads um, yeah. so yeah I'm fairly happy with the team I mean what do you think of the moves um,
0: boys yeah who's on your bench by the way so, on the bench
2: is basically uh, Trent Sanchez, uh, McAllister, and Reese James. They're, they're the bench guys. Yeah, so the, the bench week. is strong, so, isn't it? Yeah? Bench is strong, obviously, moving into the next few fixtures. I mean, the, the game week nine fixture, you've got Liverpool v, um, v Brighton. So, you know, in terms of having, I'm going to have two Brighton players um, and one Liverpool player. So but that's yeah, but not you, too I mean, bad. You'd,
0: yeah, you'd have a transfer there if you wanted to move one of them out, though, couldn't you? So you've, yeah, you've got, the, you've got the depth as well. I think with your team, the only one is just that of, with Richardson um, doing well in Europe, uh, obviously scoring them two goals and his his debut there. But like, is that a is that a bigger rotation risk? Do you think now with Kulu? or do you think Kulu's just dead set starting guaranteed, and then it's going to be that rotation at sixty minutes or whatever?
2: The the reason that I picked Kulu this this week, um, and there was other options, I could have went for Bowen, who's guaranteed minutes and a, and a star against Everton. Um, it's almost though then putting your eggs in too many of the same baskets. As I said with the Brentford Arsenal fixture, um, I would have put Bowen in there, and I've got Patterson at the back, you know that sort of thing. So the only the only the way the way that I could have potentially went was a Newcastle player. Um, I don't know if you've had news yet on ASM, but I really really was tempted to bring in St Maxman this week. I just don't know what his situation in terms of if he's going to start, if he's fully fit. I think you're saying Um, 75% on there now, but do you know how true that is, do you? Exactly. So, for me, Kulu made more sense. He got a rest in the Champions League midweek. Spurs were poor from an attacking point of view. You know, Son's not delivering, but Charleston's done okay. Um, So, it made sense for Kulu. I think he's going to get the start against Leicester this week. He looked really good when he came on for them. Um, I really like him. I had him, you know, near the beginning of the season. but brought him in and took him out for a bit, which is which was justified because of rotation and him not kind of delivering. So I think now's the, now's the time to have a Spurs asset. I, cu- I couldn't turn that down with this Leicester fixture. So um, that's kind of my reasoning for, for bringing him in.
0: Yeah, nice stuff. Read it. We are going to uh, get moving on. I'll I'll jump onto my one uh, quickly. Go through the team that's top in the uh, podcast league at the minute. Um <laughs> couldn't resist. Um, I had nine players going into this week. I had two free transfers, so I have made them ones Um my sh- strategy in the last week, I did think I'm gonna wild card after the international break. Uh well after this week, uh, so then I can get straight into my wild card, see what happens over the international break, and get ready for game week nine with that. Um, so I did take out uh Trent at the back. So in my back line, I've got Ward. Uh Trippier, he's coming for uh, Trent, Cancelo, uh, Neko Williams, Walker, who's obviously now killed me because he's on a 75% flag. Uh, We've got Henry in there as well. My midfield, pretty pretty weak, but I only had Martinelli and Andreas playing. Uh, I've still got Zaha, but he's on the bench. I thought I actually got rid of him, but I've still got him on the bench. And Salah came out and Son came in. So I know Son's not performed, but I loved him last last two seasons. I've, I've had him on the team a lot. and He's he's, he's always hauled big for me. So that one against Leicester, I've put him in four. Hopefully he's going to come up with something uh, and be back on it. Uh, so he's yeah, he's got Martini next to him, Andreas. Up top, Harlan and Jesus. Uh, on the bench, I've still got Diaz sitting there. Because um, obviously I just had these two free transfers. I didn't want to take a hit. I've got Taylor on there. I can't remember when I brought him in, to be fair. And then Sanchez on the bench. So my plan is... Um, going to wildcard for game week nine. My team there, I still think, yeah, I don't don't know. It might be okay for game week nine, but I'll probably have a look at it there and then and see what I think. Um, But I'll maybe save it for game week 12 to bring in those moves. But I feel feel okay about it. Um, We'll see how we go. Oh, a bit of breaking news there from Prem Tipster, Tipster maybe spreading some rumours. Uh, have you seen the potential postponements in London due to train strikes? So that could be further affecting the Tottenham game. Um, uh, who else is at home? Brent Is it a Brent, uh, Brentford Arsenal game as well? well, Fulham, we'll Fulham, v uh, Fulham, uh, Fulham v Newcastle.
2: Not Fulham v Newcastle,
0: sorry. Um, Forest.
2: No, yeah, not, not Forest. No, no uh, won't affect it. Uh,
0: that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's it.
2: No, So Spurs, Leicester. And Spurs,
0: then... Brentford, Arsenal. Yeah, so,
2: two so we'll see. Yeah,
0: we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that. Hopefully, it doesn't. But we'll see how mm-hmm. that goes. Hey, um. But yeah, Chaz, any thoughts on that team, mate? Still you oh. can stay at the top. I mean, I'm
1: not going to say anything because the man's just up the top of the moment. He's just living the dream.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also just a quick one on those. Just to go back to that. By the yeah, way, go in ahead. terms of what Prem t- Tipster was saying, um, I've seen something in regards to rail strikes um, affecting game week nine. Um, okay. In regards to Arsenal, uh, Spurs,
0: so not then game week eight, so Crystal Palace, nine. Chelsea,
2: and yeah, and Fulham, Newcastle. Oh, That's why I said Fulham, Newcastle.
0: Yeah. Now it, it, just, it I, just backed it up. There, he's going. I believe the train strikes would impact a future game week, so they yeah, just clear. It just clarified exactly. that. So yeah. that is what happens sometimes on these, uh, you know, these threads and comments and stuff. Just need to clarify all those news. But yeah, it's a nice heads up anyway, because so I could, um, you know, if you're not, if you're bringing in these assets, which you know, I've got these, you know, for London based teams. And um, that's something to look out for and be mindful of um, on that one. So see how we go there. Um, let's, uh, yeah, so everyone's happy with that, buzzing with that team. Uh, we'll see how we go. Do you reckon Sonny's a good shout or not? Not too sure?
2: Uh, I don't know yet. I, I, you'd like to think that it's similar to Salah. You know, everyone's waiting for that thing of, oh, sooner or later, he's going to go off or, you know, classes, Um uh, was it, form is temporary, class is permanent and so on. Um, you know, you don't so that
0: too often, do you, Edie?
2: Well, there we go. But, um, you know, Son's a decent shout. I avoided him just because of how poor he's been and potential yeah. rotation and so on. Um, I think your team's good. Uh, the only thing I would say is um, surely you'd put Taylor, even though he's you know unlikely to maybe feature as your first sub, with Forrest having a game. If Walker gets dropped, then... Yeah, well, Walker will just come in for Taylor, won't he? Well, I suppose in a way they're both not playing. it'll so just, he'll just he'll automatically put it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose, Jack. yeah. So it's a good team, yes,
1: mate. I love you with all my heart, but can we just get on to the captaincy? Um, we're ready, segment
0: you're ready. Slide? You're in prime I'm position, I'm now.
1: I'm
0: you're go <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's it. CC to finish off the pod. We've got <laughs> the CC captain's corner. Well, Let's do it.
1: Welcome to your edition and take away one seven, and that is the amount of fixtures that are going to go ahead. Judy, right in Crystal Palace, we've mentioned this already, it's due to rail strikes, not going ahead. Chelsea versus Liverpool, and Man United leads, both been postponed, and I really do feel for your mate Jack, who paid $1,200 for hospitality, and it's not even happening because the Queen just decided to get old age and pass away, and now there's just coverage everywhere. And I won't shut up about it over here. Now, let's get back to my main topic in Erlen Harland. He's away at the Molyneux. Now, that may sound scary shipping me timbers, but every time I watch Harlan, I think exactly the same. Uh, So how I see this is ownership's trending towards a territory of 80%. He will undoubtedly, yet again, be the most captain, most picked captain, and seems to be. He is the new Egyptian king right at this very moment with, him potentially being the most captain. And in fairness, I think he's returning every game too. So there's nothing really going against him. He's shining in European nights with that lovely winner against Dortmund during the middle of the week. I mean, and he won August play of a month, speaking of which too. So I'm not going to say much. But the second one on the rank is Harry Kane. Now can I just say, I'm only going to say this once. I'm going to say it with some such emphasis. He loves playing against Leicester City. I'll tell you why. In his 410 league appearances, he scored an astonishing 17 goals alongside three assists. He has returned in the last five games, making him the fourth highest fantasy scorer so far this season, which would come as a surprise because he just loves creepily going under the radar. And there you have it, just on top of a tree. And he too is second equal for the most bonus points accumulated this season. Alongside Brighton's Alexis McAllister with nine. Now, if you don't like Harlan for some reason, don't know why. You now his ownership's only around the 17 to 20% mark. He could be a really nice differential shell in a way to climb up your mini leagues. Go over Kane what go over Kane Laneway. Alexander Mitrovic up next in third out of everyone. He's just been the standout so far. He's had a terrific start to the season. He's returned in five of his first six games with his only Blank coming in game week two against Wolves where he missed a penalty. How stupid can Serbians be? And he's scored six goals thus far whilst accumulating seven bonus points. And the trip to the city ground presents a brilliant opportunity for him to continue his awesome start of the season. Forrest have kept just the one shutout and have conceded 11 goals in their last three games. But I guarantee you, I think Microsoft has experienced more Shutdowns, they're not in the forest thus far. Off to Gabriel Martinelli, we go as the fourth option. And he's a bit of a left field choice, this Brazilian, and I really like the look of him. 36 points so far, the highest Arsenal scoring player, which is also consisting of three goals and assist and four bonus points, if you don't mind. The finger manoeuvring, Beyonce to the left, to the left. He's only one of the three players who has risen half a million since the start of the season. And what page am I on? I lost my page. I just reckon he's a really good captain shout, in fairness, Martinelli. Now, not if you really don't fancy any of the premiums, just go with him. And I'm confident in him returning two. Which one was the last one? That's I Alexander Azak. I was on the right page. It's just I ran out of information for Gabrielle Martinelli. <laughs> and so his debut was really encouraging at Anfield for the – New Swedish signing for the Toon army and his two-one loss against Liverpool. So I had to make sure I'm reading this correctly. He did also record the highest expected goals of any player against Crystal Palace with an XG 0.76. And that is despite having a rain dead snooze fest being 0-0 at St. James's Park. And speaking of his immediate solid start, he does have the run. To propel with Newcastle's four of their next five fixtures rating as a two on the FDR. Now, if you're wondering why it hasn't been as glamorous as CC segment, it's really because I got to go to bed. But, and I don't know how I survived this because 46 years ago, that's when we started tonight's podcast. But there's maybe a few more differentials this time around. It just had to go somewhere different because Sal is not playing. There you have it. Thanks for coming.
0: Chazza, superb CC with Chaz in the captain's corner. Some excellent picks. I love the differentials. How refreshing is it to get differential picks rather than just the perma captain Salah? Haaland's obviously taking that one. You've got Kane in there. You've got Isak as the major differential along with Martinelli. Love them picks, Chaz. And I think some people could consider them. You know, in order to catch up in your mini leagues, you need to be looking at them kind of differential captain picks as well. If they if they hit, if you're back in Isaac this week you know, maybe consider putting the armband on him, but Chaz, thank you so much for your time on that one and, and your efforts putting that together. Um, it is superb. We do love the CC corner, but listen, we have been streaming for like 90 minutes. Now we have covered a lot of topics. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a great stream. Thank you for everyone for joining us. But if you are, um, able to check out our sponsor bonus bank, they have been with us for the last two seasons. Uh, you can check out, they, they, uh, basically look at bookies promotions and bonuses on how to get hold of them so check them out you can use it for free if you want to go premium you can get 25 percent off with the fbi addicts uh, code all the details are in our caption below so please do check that out and if you are new around here and you've enjoyed the stream your phone comments in please do give us a like hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an upload but that does bring us the to the end of the game week 8 preview we've had a great stream and we can't wait Premier League's back if only for this weekend because there is an international break. We will be dropping some episodes over the international break as well so we're not going anywhere. But yeah, may all your FPL dreams come true. Uh give us a follow on Twitter all our handles are on the screen now. Uh everyone's all DMs are open if you want to have a chat, and, you know, chat FPL, you can do so. Reedy really does love a yarn as well in a space. So, before
2: before we bounce as well, uh, Go on uh, mate. and uh,
0: Jack. Um captains Holland's oh, Captains. Home. There you go. Haaland. I'm Haaland. Chas? Palos?
1: Uh, yeah, I just reckon you do our similar hairstyles, I'm going to be back in Erling. So Ooh.
0: There we have it. Erling's yeah. in there. Uh, good luck, everyone, this weekend. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Uh, Chas, a good luck with your big umpiring game tomorrow as Thank well. You. We're all behind you, mate. We're going to be heckling from the sideline. But we yes. will see you next time, guys. Thanks for joining us.